to the last day of the City Life Supplement Pledge <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I'm Billy Bryan. And I'm Dan Forsyth. And I want to remind everyone that today is the last day of giving this year for our listener pledge. And our uh, goal is... $195,000! Yep, and we are well on our way with $200 raised so far. Now, I'd like to thank Nana Lyle for calling in her support pledge of $200. I think that's our host, Matt Lyle's grandma. Thanks, Nana and Pop Pop. Oh. Thank you. And just to remind you, you can call in or log on to www.citylifesupplement.org to contribute to this program that you've grown to love so much over the past 10 months. Yes, and we'd like to hear from 20 people during this break, and you know what? I think we can do it. I am with you, Billy. <laughs> I know our listeners value this great product that we bring them on a monthly basis, and they're going to feel so good after they pledge. If this is your first time giving, I'd like to remind you that while, yes, new things can be scary, they are also very exciting. Dan, why don't you tell everyone about the pledge pack we are offering this year? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, sure thing, Billy. Uh, guys, I'm beyond excited to offer this pledge pack to you folks. In it, you will find a City Life supplement refrigerator magnet bottle opener oh, wow. and a I Heart City Life button, and the most fun travel mug that you will ever own. I am telling you, this mug is fun. <laughs> you know, Dan, I was chatting with my husband the other day, and he suggested that we have Indian food for dinner, and to be honest, I was a little frightened, but you know what? I gave in, yeah, and it was delicious. So if you're like me and a little hesitant to try new things, like giving your credit card over to someone on the phone, I'm here to tell you that it is safe and secure, and you are going to feel so good afterwards. Oh, yes. The amount of pleasure you feel after you give is going to be immense. <laughs> and when you set your eyes on this travel mug, guys, I'm here to tell you that you will not have a better time all month. Oh, except for listening to the City Life Supplement. Yeah, well, yeah. when you show up at work with this travel mug, your coworkers are going to see you holding it and drinking from it, and they're going to think, wow, look at him. What a fun guy. <laughs> it's like when my husband wanted to try anal sex the other night. Uh, and I, a fun, fun travel mug. That's what we're offering so here. So fun. <laughs> Just call in or go to www.citylifesupplement.org. That plus a magnet bottle opener and a button that, and uh, you'll be the coolest dude in town. <laughs> okay, Dan. Thanks to Zach and Bryn Freeman who called in with their pledge of... Five dollars. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, we are two hundred and... $5 closer to our goal of $195,000. We're on our way. Yeah. Hey, let's start the programming and we'll check back with, in with you in a bit. Yeah. 
chip off the block, a block off the park. She loves me hardly, mend in the fence at least. I can read most of the ads, dreamed in French, so far above me. Wasted on a layman, wasted on a layman, wasted on a layman, wasted on a layman. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to season two of the City Life Supplement. They said that we couldn't do one more than the minimum that you could possibly do, but here we are. Thanks to you. Thanks to you. Now, it's the last Saturday of the month. It's 7.30 p.m., and we're coming to you fake live tonight from the Holiday Club in Chicago's, Chicago's Uptown neighborhood. If you've not been to Chicago, Uptown means it's fancy, and this is our nostalgia show, and um, if you're hearing the uh, lip smacking and the guzzling, uh, that's our studio audience chowing down on pizza and wings and all you can drink PBR. So act two is gonna be a lot funnier, so stay with us. We, we chose PBR, of course, because um, it made us nostalgic for a time before microbreweries made everyone into beer snobs. And it's cheap. Yeah, there's that too. Yada da da. That's our house band Phil Garno with the velvety yadadas. And the guitar, the guitar. Eric Laughlin on the piano, that pair. Now, if you don't know, they have trouble settling on a band name. I think our last show in June, uh, they were um, Gwen Stefani featuring Nas. But that got confusing for people that were paying $100 to see them. So, apparently, um, I've been told that they have a new name, and it's written on a it's napkin. It's on that bar napkin. It's on a napkin on the piano. So let's see what they're... Okay, and I've dropped it. This is, this is well planned out. Uh, it's a symbol of a, of penis and testicles. And it says featuring Matt Campbell. <laughs> Springs it. What do you think? Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why I'm surprised, frankly. But um, it's you're you're an artist. Um, and which brings me to Matt Campbell. He was our first musical guest ever and our favorite, and he's back for season two. He is he is nostalgia incarnate. You'll see. And our acting company with us tonight is Mike, raised by Wolves Brunleave down here. Um, Jack, just marred Birdwell. No, oh, sorry. No. No, that's, a type, that's a typo. Just married Birdwell. Just married, like, like a week ago. Billy, Full House Bryant. Billy, tell them why we call you Full House. Uh, funny story. I've got three boobs and two vaginas. <laughs> I was downgraded from a royal flush. I don't know what that means. Uh, we've also got a married couple. We've got Heather, Dan's wife, Forsyth, and, and Dan, Heather's husband, Forsyth. That's, yeah, can't separate uh, Speaking of wives, we've got mine, Kim, love of my life, Lyle. She thought, she thought it was gonna be a funny one, but it's a nice one. Megatron, Jack Miggins, he's over here. We've got a voice of gold, abs of steel, Chad Spear on the, the sounds over here. Allison, woo, woo, woo. I want a nickname too if everybody else is getting one. Tolman. And, and I'm, I'm Matt 
Fifty Shades of Beige Lyle. It's true, it's true. I forget, I'll break in the clay. The day is wasted when you turn off your mind. I mind, by the way. Give us a chance, we'll fall on our own two feet. Cause it's better to stay than worry away. Better to stay. That's the nostalgia show, like I said, and we've been possessed by that sentimental longing for the past, and I'm, I'm recalling my childhood, that innocent time back when I was a small, precocious black child, and my, my older brother Willis and I were adopted by a, a, a kind-hearted, if, if fish-faced, rich white man named Mr. Drummond. The, when I got a little older, I started running that bar in Boston, and everybody knew everybody's name, and I was white then and older than I am Matt, now, oddly. Uh, that's, that's not your life. The first one was actually different strokes. What you talking about, Phil? <laughs> okay, um, the other one was Cheers. Oh, yes, that was Cheers. Sorry, but I love that show. I love so many shows. And I guess as, as, guess as growing up as a very lonely clinically depressed latchkey kid. There it is. Yeah. I, I tended, my fondest memories were, were from my childhood, were, were the TV shows that I lived vicariously through. Now, fortunately, I'm living my own interesting life. As an adult, I was a chemistry teacher, but after being diagnosed with just a year to live, I, no, I started no. cooking crystal meth in an no. RV. And I went, I, I went a lot of Emmys, apparently. And, and I, I, I play the guitar in a podcast with my best friend, Matt Lyle. That's actually my life. Well, uh, my name is Phil, and I'm attracted to Matt Lyle. Part of that's true. Was it, what part? It, is it the track? This is awkward. Are we gonna, you wanna kiss? I'm gonna save what? you guys. Okay, sorry. That's all we have. I meant that. Allison, oh! Burn. Come on back here, Matt. <laughs> Allison Tolman, ladies Hi, and gentlemen, guys. give her a big round of applause. What is, it, what is it that you want, Allison? So uh, we here at the City Life Supplement, we believe that nostalgia should be tempered with a healthy dose of good old-fashioned self-deprecation. <laughs> so um, we're going to take this opportunity to read you guys some poetry and diary entries that we wrote in our youth. <laughs> and I was drafted to go first because this was my brilliant idea. <laughs> And the, these are real, just point I, out. I, these, I, these honestly, scripted. I have never been more nervous about anything I've ever done on stage. And I have done some things on stage. <laughs> she has. I am so nervous. Okay, so here's what you need to know about this terrible poem. Um, I was 14 years old. I was angry at my parents. I don't know why. Um, my name is Allison, but when I got into high school and I um, joined the theater department, I was just that, like precocious theater girl that everyone's like, oh, I hate that girl. That was me. And uh, my friend started calling me Al, which delighted me. That's all you need to know. Okay. The poem is called, Let Me Live. I can't do it. Good, okay. good start. You can do it. We... Okay. I mean, it's going to be bad. It's going to be it's really, really bad. bad. Here we, I'm just going to plow through. Mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. Let me live. Stop. Wait. Hold the phone. Allison is changing. Into herself. God 
forbid she should grow and change and be anything different than what she was. These new friends who smoke and drink fill their time with coffee from Starbucks and words with no meaning? You're, you're mad at your parents and your friends. I don't know apparently. what I was doing. This new boy, this is my first boyfriend, this new boy of 17 with a lighter in his hand and hair on his face. He smokes? He, he smoked. He was bad. These new grades that she brings home reflect a girl who is lazy or dumb. Who is this? I feel like I maybe made a B. I was like a really good student. I don't know. All right, now the tone changes a little bit. Hi, it's me. It's me. It's Al. I'm not the girl I used to be, you say. Perhaps it's true that I have changed, but is that a crime worthy of this punishment? I do not smoke or drink my days away. I do now. <laughs> boy, and dude. I find meaning and truth in their words. That boy makes me happy. <laughs> I do not mind the lighter in his hand or the hair on his face, so why should you? Am I lazy? Am I dumb? I am me. Ask no more. <laughs> wow. Good. Oh, it's you guys, there's more. I'm great. sorry. Should I stop? Okay. You say I've lost my drive. How can you say that when I'm pushed and pulled and torn in every direction? You do not know me. You do not know this girl who laughs and cries and wants to live her life again. I think I was grounded? I don't know. I have no you idea. You got grounded because you had a pee. I was grounded once ever in my life. Okay. You do, not, you do not ask to know her. Only her grades, some letters on some paper. Not the things she cares to conquer. You say I've lost my drive? Maybe I'm just driving in my own direction. <laughs> that, that should be on a t-shirt, I think. There's this is a three punch. Maybe I'm just driving in my own direction, at my own speed, with my own map. <laughs> Snap, mom and dad. But of course, none of this matters. Here, I got an A on this test. Okay, we're winding down. Here we go. You say I'm changing, that I'm not who I was. Do you remember her, this girl that I'm not? Do you remember what she felt and what she wanted? Who she was and what she cared for? Do you remember the things she said that made her smile? What she said to herself when he looked the other way? I don't know who that was. Yeah. Not a fucking clue. How her heart beat rhythmically inside of her as she took her first steps into that huge building. This was high school. Her first steps into a brave new world of pain and loss and love and living. When you remember all that, then you can know me. Then you can know her. You can't sit here and tell me I'm changing without ever knowing who I was. I am not an obstacle to be conquered or a problem to be solved. I am loved and lost more than you can ever imagine. <laughs> You convince me that I'm dying. What? <laughs> One more question. If I've lost my drive, if I've changed so much, who is it that writes this? <laughs> Made you think, didn't it? <laughs> Allison, Al, one and the same. I'm here. It's me. Wow. Wow. You haven't changed a bit, Allison. I. Oh my God, I feel like I can breathe again. You know, I, I feel like I really can't follow that. No, oh, Kimmy. Good start. Come on. Mine 
is from a journal entry. Ooh, crap. <laughs> <clears throat> this is June 18th, 1996. I am a senior, or I just graduated from high school. I thought I knew everything. Let's just let's frame it that way. <laughs> Why does it have to hurt so much? There's a theme here. You guys are in pain. <laughs> Why can't I just say okay with it and be over? Bryce seems to be fine with it, so why can't I? We just broke up. Oh my God. I just got off the phone with him. I know, I shouldn't have called, but I really wanted to hear his voice. We exchanged the usual small talk, but I wanted more. So I asked, I asked him what happened while I was on my trip. He said he didn't know. I said, did you just think about it a lot and decide you wanted to break up now? He said, I guess. <laughs> Is that all? I was silent. And then I said, why was it again that we broke up? <laughs> he said, I don't know, because we needed to. I'm sorry. He was very cold sounding and it hurt. He said, I guess it was inevitable. I said, yeah, but I wish it wasn't. <laughs> well, well, well said. There you go. Yeah. He said, why? I wanted so much to say that I loved him, that's why. But I just said, because, you know, and I started to cry. Oh God. Stupid! I wrote stupid in all caps in my journal. I just want to say that this reads like something I could write now. <laughs> <laughs> Am I? I think I might be stunted. I was a mature 17-year-old. Stunted. You, you might uh, be. I'm <laughs> a little stunted. There's just a little more. Okay. This is where I go into dialogue between Bryce and myself. Oh. So, uh, here it comes. I guess I'll talk to you tomorrow or the day after, he said. It doesn't matter, I said. I'll be around. Don't cry, he said. Too late, I said. <laughs> Busted. Yeah. I'm sorry, he said. It's not your fault, I said. Bye, talk to you later. I'm not sure who said that. Was it me? Was it him? Yeah. I didn't document it, so. Uh, I miss him. I really want to know why he's not affected by this like I am. What an awful way to find out that he doesn't love me as much as I love him. I really want to get back together with him. Remind me not to call him anymore. I Who? say to my diary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the person that reads your diary on a regular basis. Like me. Your, your mom. I'm going to read back over. and. Uh, okay, this is it. Maybe my heart will fall out. Oh. Did it? No. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm this not very good at science. I didn't know that. No, I'm still, I'm still okay. Okay, good. Uh, I'm going to write him a note, dot, dot, dot. I probably won't send it, though. Aww. And the truth is, I did write him a note, and it was the next page of the journal entry. Aww. And it was more embarrassing than this. So, uh, I, I, And then I signed everything, love Kim. What if he's listening? Maybe. Yeah. Ooh, I hope so. Real I like listeners. Listen on. That now I have, a, I have... A, so then I just want to share with you, two weeks earlier, 
June 4th, 1996, very briefly. I did the hardest thing I've ever had to do tonight. I broke up with Bryce. (laughs) 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 You guys, I broke up with this boy. And then I went on a trip for two weeks, and then I came home, and he was okay with being broken up (laughs) with. And then I'm like, oh. (laughs) That's it. Kim Lyle, ladies and gentlemen. I, I want you to know, I didn't hear a word of that over the grinding of my teeth. <laughs> Who is this Bryce? So jealous. I'll kill him. You have a jealous nature. I am. Uh, we got one more, real quick one. Mm. Um, Phil Garno has yeah. something that he wants to share with the group. We talked him into it. Mine's a lot like theirs. <laughs> Except for in song form. <laughs> This is the first song I played with a band that at the time was called The Fucks, but we spelled it differently. So it wasn't profane. Yeah. This is called Two for One Cookie Day. (laughs) Stupidest things make me happy. Like two cookies for the price of one (laughs) Me and Tim and Jim and Nate and Seth asked our lunch lady If we could have two cookies for the price of one And I guess nobody ever asked her that She just smiled and laughed and said today's two for one cookie day Two cookies for the price of one Two for one cookie day Two cookies for the price of one Two for one I got this friend who's got a girlfriend He's got a friend that my nephew likes So he asked my friend to get his girlfriend's friend's number But then my friend kept it for himself Two for one cookie day Two cookies for the price of one Two for one cookie day Two cookies for the price of one Two for one The weight of the world The weight of the world is on my scrotum The weight like to point out that, that I was the same age as them, so if you think about how a boy's psyche develops and then a girl's, <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm just putting it out there. Uh, that's, that, that, boys that's, are way advanced. That's true. <laughs> now what I find interesting about that, how old were you when you wrote that? 13, 14. 13, 14, yeah. and uh, so much like Mozart, right. you, I peaked. you peaked, yeah. It's all been all downhill since then. What, what's going on? Oh my gosh. Hold up, Phil. Oh, wow. What happened? Is everybody okay? Is everybody okay here? That was, that was intense, I think. Hello, Matthew. What? Oh my gosh, 
Josh, hey, Gerald Hines, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gerald Hines. Give him a round of applause. He, he's the City Life Supplement's time-traveling reporter. And uh, Gerald, welcome back to the present. Can any time truly be called the present, Matthew? I guess you'd know better than anyone, wouldn't you? kind of foreboding. Um, Gerald was on assignment a while back and when our budget cuts forced us to shut down the time travel bureau. I'm sorry about that, but, but it's great to have you back there, though. Agreed, Matthew. It may have only been two Matt years since last we spoke. Okay. It's been 40 Gerald years, 40 dark years of dinosaurs and Robespierre and prednisone. It's been quite a journey, Matthew. Sounds like some trip. I've forgotten how to love. <laughs> Neat. So, so what else? What do you got? I have seen war. Mm. I have seen famine. I invented ketchup. <gasps> Wait a second, your last name. Heinz. <gasps> God. That's right, Matthew. And you're welcome. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Where was it? whoa, where am I? Uh-oh. Oh, Gerald, looks like you got a couple of stowaways on the old time machine. Um, greetings, travelers. Who are you? Well, I'm, I'm Matt. You've just landed in the middle of a radio show slash podcast in the year 2012. 2012? You guys are from the good old days. <laughs> no, no, I think, I think you misheard there. Uh, I said 2012. It's not... They must have hopped on at my last location. Mm. I was at a college graduation in 2035. Oh, <laughs> All right, well then, well then, welcome to Chicago, friends. <laughs> you guys still call it Chicago? It's been Romlanta for years now. <laughs> really? That, that little guy yeah, did that. Yeah. Oh, you guys have it great back in the olden days. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, things are pretty tough. I mean, the, the economy, not so good. We just went through a pretty tense teacher strike around here. Wait, wait, was... You guys have schools and teachers? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess in the future you just learn through taking a pill, right? Come on, Matt, let's, let's be serious. It's a suppository. I'm in grad school right now. Right now. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, I, I, I guess we do have it pretty good, don't we? Definitely. Back when Jasmine Bieber was still Justin? Mm -hmm. And, and before the Seacrest administration destroyed the middle class? And okay. before we killed all the owls. Whoa, hey, why did we kill the owls? It was us or them, Matt. All right, that's, that's odd. Uh, you know, uh, we, we tend to get pretty down, I think, on our own time. Spend time thinking about it that way. But what you're, you're saying is that we still have it pretty good right now. Oh, yeah, I mean... I mean it's hard to imagine what it was like before gay marriage destroyed the fabric of society, but here we are. What? That really happened? No, that's just a joke my dads like to tell. Uh, oh, my God. You guys are way off on that one. Yeah, way good. Off. Good, good. I thought so. I thought so. Now, now uh, you guys could be a major asset to the planet. I mean, do you want to, like, tell us some things, things that we've messed up about, and, and see if you can help lead us into the future? Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I should start by oh, telling you guys... Wait, wait a sec. That man texting the back... Is that an iPhone 5? Uh, yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, 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 do you all have iPhones? Yeah, uh, most people do, yeah. Okay, uh, hold your breath. Back in the machine. It is not safe here. You're all doomed! <laughs> all right, well, um, Gerald, 
Uh, you certainly brought us some interesting guests. There's no place for me here, Matthew. <laughs> I am a nomad of time now. I must proceed now into the ether. Perhaps I will find a new home. Perhaps I shall invent the hot dog. Farewell, Matthew. Wow. Fire con Dios. El Gerald. Wow. That's crazy. Gerald Hines, everybody. Give him a bit. The odd thing, the odd thing about that is I was just thinking about switching to the Android. But I'm not gonna do it. It looks stupid. Let's welcome to the stage a very good friend of mine and my favorite, favorite musician in Chicago, besides Phil and Eric, of course, Matt Campbell. Such a dick. Give me a big... Thank you, thank you. So you've been with us once before, Matt? Yes, sir, yes, sir. Thanks for coming back. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me back. It's so, a pleasure to be here. Good. Where are you from? Denver. Denver, Colorado. Nice. And um, uh, do you have anything coming up that you want to pitch to this big room full of wonderful people here? Yeah, I'm just on uh, tour these days. Uh, upcoming, we're going to Louisville, Kentucky. Ooh. Uh, Bloomington. Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Evansville. South Dakota. I love South Dakota this time. Yeah, no. And, uh, California. Uh, California, California. Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the capital of California. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. You know what, I, I need to shut up. And I need, I need you to play us a beautiful song. Can you do that? I'll try. Let's do it. Matt Campbell. Today, I keep a constant companion Of the lessons that I learned long ago In the way I count all my blessings I get my gospel on the radio will bind me or burn like that light soft and low and through the static the signal it still finds me I get my gospel on the radio Ever. 
I wander wherever I go. I get my gospel on the radio. I get my gospel on the radio. Today, I keep a constant companion. It's been a hell of a month in Ravens Park. That's my neighborhood here in the good old 51st Ward of Chicago, and summer is gone, 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 and we're never getting it back, I'm sorry to tell you. And if you're like me, usually just you waste your entire autumn dreading winter. My, my family has a saying, winter is coming. We've been, we've been saying that for years and years, but... <laughs> You're not worried about that this year. Not you, no sir. You planned a camping trip by yourself before, before it was too late, before it was too cold. A memory had been nudging you from sort of the back of your brain, pushing forward, pushing you towards this trip, slipping into your dreams, reminding you how much you miss camping, how much you need the great out of doors, the, the stars, God, the stars. Living in Chicago, has made you forget that there's more than just planes in the sky. There are diamonds, my friends. You just, you just had to see that night sky peer through that black window into an unfathomable eternity. You've been thinking all kinds of cheesy shit like that, lady. Un, un, unfathomable eternity. That's not you, not you, but right now it kinda is, because you, you gotta smell that fresh air and hear that silence, neither of which exists in the city of ours, so and you haven't been camping in like 30 years, so you figured it's, it's about time. Let's, let's try it. So that need that pushed you around, around the lake and up into Michigan, the militia capital of the world. I don't know that that's true, and that could be a crude joke, but I made it. And, but it, you found yourself at a KOA campground this weekend. Those KOAs, they get crowded if you've ever been to one. So you sat a tuba outside your tent to keep the campsites around yours open. It worked. Pe people saw it, figured they didn't want to hear kumbaya on the tuba, and, and they just kept moving on. So you had that privacy that you wanted. You were, you were ready for that perfect, primal, ancient simplicity of a night spent in the elements. Of course, you had to buy a new tent, a sleeping bag, a camp stove top, a little hatchet, a lantern, some hot dogs and buns, potato salad, bacon and eggs, marshmallows, Hershey bars, graham crackers, machetes, charcoal, lighter fluid, bug spray, toilet paper, hand wipes. So, so about, about $600 later, you were ready for this perfect, ancient, primal simplicity. And yes, setting up your tent felt like an IQ test that you were failing. <laughs> You were glad it didn't seem like anybody was paying attention and, and, and your firewood was wet and the, the blanket of stars was covered by a quilt of clouds. And you went to bed at 8 p.m. There wasn't anything to do. As soon, <laughs> you were so bored right away as soon as it got dark. But, but, even, but even through all of that, through all of that, no, okay, it sucked. Camping, camping sucked, you decide. 
uh, you decided, that, uh, what had you been thinking? I mean, had you really loved this so much as a child? And you, you laid there in your tent, wrapped up, shivering against the autumn chill. Low 50s, high 40s is not good to be camping in. You're bemoaning the money wasted and your general lack of survival instincts. And you're thinking, should I just leave my shit here and go to a hotel? Should I just, should I just leave my shit here and go to a hotel? But, but that reminded you, that thought in the cold, it reminded you of your last camping trip, finally concrete memory memory of your camping trip with your family well it wasn't a camping trip you um you it was more like a road trip your dad your dad was insanely frugal and when you visited relatives instead of staying in a hotel you stayed uh in a like a koa like a campground and and um what is insanely frugal he would separate the toilet paper into one ply there that's crazy okay so the trip this was 1982 you were five you, your sister was seven, it was fall, the day had been a chilly one, and your mom and your dad, they had fought all day, her trying to get him to agree to stay the night in a Motel 6, it's just right there, and, and she thought it was too cold outside, he thought it was too expensive inside. <laughs> he wasn't budging, he never budged on money, so a campsite in 1982 cost $3, a Motel 6 cost around $17.99. That's, that's a savings of $14.99. And, and the way he figured it, you can camp and save $14.99, maybe. Maybe your family freezes to death. Hey, maybe not. But, but if you spend that $14.99, you're definitely out the $14.99. So, so he decided that's a lot of money. And I mean, you can almost afford a night at a Motel 6 for $14.99. Your mom didn't like that joke. She... She called him words that you didn't understand until junior high when you saw Eddie Murphy's Raw and you were like, oh, my mom said that one time. They, they fought a lot, your folks, uh, when you were young. Little five-year-old you didn't know it all the time. There's a lot of passive-aggressive, but sometimes they skipped right past the passive right to the aggressive like this time. <laughs> Everyone felt it, but your dad, he seemed to win because you were camping. And uh, soon, it seemed like any other night camping as you set up your tent and built the fire. And any married woman or any long-term relationship will attest to this. Um, your dad had won the argument, but as was so often the case, your mom was right. So right, because it was so cold when it got dark. It was so cold, too cold to camp, and you zipped two sleeping bags together, you were thinking, or your, your parents were, and into, it was one big sleeping bag, and you all climbed in together, using your body heat to warm each other. And you and your sister, you huddled between your parents, but it was all just so, so cold. So you were all shivering and hugging, and you, little monkey baby that you were, you, you wriggled and climbed all the way down to the bottom of the, ba the bag, and you slept the night away at your family's feet. <laughs> True story, like a, like a good puppy dog. And you served a pretty good foot warmer that night, but uh, the only downside was when you heard something that sounded like a bullfrog being stepped on. And if you have ever spent the night in a bed with a grown man, you'll know that was not a bullfrog being stepped on. <laughs> it was one of your dad's in infamous Dutch ovens, of course. And you were, you were trapped like never before. In fact, you still attribute your less than stellar short-term memory to that moment. And, when he mercifully finally pulled open the top of the bag and the dry, cold air came rushing in and met the warm, 
fart air, let's call it. It was like two fronts meeting and it created weather. It rained in the, in the sleeping bag. A light mist of fart rain. That's a true story, true story. And of course, you all laughed and you gagged. And, and you laughed and you gagged and you gagged and you gagged and then you laughed some more. And then after that passed, no pun intended, sorry. Uh, after the stink had subsided, I guess, you had the warmest, closest, most comforting night wrapped up tight with the people that you loved, helping each other overcome the elements in one of the most basic ways. So last night, as you laid by yourself, you're shivering, remembering all of this, it came, became obvious that you hadn't been nostalgic for camping at all. You laid and you thought about your dad in Texas, retired into a life of daytime yard work and nighttime baseball games on TV. You, you still bring your own toilet paper when you visit him. And, and your sister in Louisiana, crazy, funny, big sister who you don't talk to enough and you don't know why. Every time you talk to her, it's like it, you pick up right where you left off and then you don't talk for six months. Don't know why that happens. And your mom in California who just got back into the dating scene after being single for 22, 23 years and she wants to talk about all of it. <laughs> That's okay, she's your mom. And eventually you forgot about the cold and you stayed awake for a couple of hours just remembering what it was like to have a family around you. The good, the bad, plenty of that, but it always seemed to come back to the good. And that's the story here in Ravens Park where sometimes your family can keep you warm even if they're scattered to the wind. Thank mm -hmm. you. 
Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Eric. Lovely. Now, as you, um, if you've ever listened to the show, you know that we all like to pretend like we don't love a certain hipster soap opera called As the World Sighs. We, we still hate where it's set, our enemy neighborhood, Wicker Park. Boo. I mean, there's a lot of great restaurants there and a lot of stuff to do. I like to go on the weekends. Yeah. But. It's fine then. There's a Levi's store. Uh, Still, still, we hate Wicker Park. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 shit, it's starting. Let's listen in. When last we visited the hipsters of Wicker Park, Shay was being held at gunpoint by Bryn after almost marrying her boyfriend, Justin's evil twin brother, Dustin. As the world. because of your tawdry affair. Now I've kidnapped him and I'm about to shoot you. You might already know this, but I love the hipster band Animal Collective. They have a song called Also Frightened, which we can all probably identify with right now. They have another song called Flesh Canoe, which sounds... Oh. Holy effing ass! Bryn, she's... she's dead. Who shot Bryn? Was it the recently rescued from kidnaptivity Justin? I'm a pacifist this week. I didn't shoot her. Was it Justin's douchey evil twin brother, Dustin, who was about to get revenge on his brother by marrying his girlfriend? I'd have fanny banged her ironic fanny pack wearing ass, but I didn't shoot her. Who shot Bryn? Was it Shay's rich father, Mr. Farrington, trying to save his daughter? I might have disapproved of Shay's choice to date Dustin, so I had him kidnapped and was blackmailing Bryn to help me hold him captive. But I didn't shoot her. Was it Shay's sister, Tasia? Look, look, I might be super jealous of Shay because Daddy gave her the family leggings business. And maybe, maybe I didn't want it to get out that I was the one who told Bryn about Shay and Carlos smashing crotch. But I didn't shoot her. Was it? It was me. <gasps> At Carlo Grossweiner, hashtag plot twist. <sighs> Check it. Bryn tried to kidnap me, but I ghosted her. She put a 60 of PBR under a box propped up by a stick on the street. FYI, I only swill old style. Then I borrowed this gun from my pot dealer, Gideon, and snuck in here to see what was going on. Bryn started droning on about Anco, so I took my shot. I called the cops and turned myself in. Hashtag prison tats. But Carlo... Shay, I want you to have my most treasured possession. My iPhone 5. Come on, buddy, you're going away for a long time. Keep me up to date on Instagram's weekend hashtag project. <laughs> Shay, thank God you're all right. I don't know what I would have done if you would have been shot. I'm sorry for everything. Save it, Daddy. You had my boyfriend kidnapped. 
And you know, I hate that more than shopping at chain stores. I never want to see you again. It looks like there's only one way I can ever make this up to Shay. No, I couldn't. But I have to. I have to come clean about... about everything. Tune in later for the exciting conclusion of... As the World Sighs. As the World Sighs. Ah, oh, Flash Canoe. <laughs> I love that. Sh I love hate that show. Love hate. Let's welcome Mike Brunleib and Allison Tolman to the stage. We'll read a few. Hey guys. Misconnections. We'll read a few misconnections. Misconnections. T Allison, tell us what a misconnection is. I will, Matt. Okay, so um, there's a community online bulletin board called Craigslist, which you guys might have used to find roommates or apartments or, you know, vintage glassware. What? Get rid of what? Get rid of cats? Billy. <laughs> Goodness. Um, but there's a section of Craigslist called Misconnections, which is where you can go and you can post something for someone who you have lost track of from high school or on the train and hope that they'll find it and, and then find you. Um, so we're going to read some of these lovingly. Um, That's the sound of the city behind yep, us, ladies and gentlemen. That's what that is. Okay. This one uh, just says it's on Damon between Armitage and North. That's close to where I live. Oh, hey. Should I not read it in case it's you? Let's read it anyway. <laughs> All right. You were so beautiful, smart, kind, charismatic. You were on a mission for a hot dog. There's more. <laughs> I hope so. You're a student. You interned in my field, but said that you were exposed to something that drove you away from it. Honestly, it's the worst thing in the field, so don't judge it completely based on that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, what What could it be? It's the worst thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but what, what field? Why, why is there a hot dog as well? Do hot dog vendors take interns? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm what sure they the do. What's the worst thing? In, I don't understand. A, a cold toilet seat. For a, for a hot dog I'm vendor? I'm just throwing stuff out. <laughs> I, thinking outside the box. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, we went outside of our city a little bit this time. This one's from San Francisco. I know. <laughs> I won't. We'll see how they do in the city over there. <laughs> it says, hey, you have short spiky hair and you are wearing awesome black and gray plaid pants behind UCSF Parnassusnessnessness. It actually says that. And then it says, LOL. <laughs> they made a little joke. You are hot. I drove by in an ambulance and my partner wouldn't slow down or go back around. <laughs> Send me a pic, let me know it's you. My partner, man. Yeah, I yeah. want that guy to pick me up. <laughs> right? I mean... I want to get in an accident in front of that guy. <laughs> his partner won't stop. His par yeah, it's, it's not, it won't do any good because the partner won't stop. <laughs> Okay, this one I liked. It uh, says, Michigan City Speedway. <laughs> Post says, we talked lottery tickets. You said it was split the winnings with the cashier day. It's a long shot. What I like about this is that it's not clear if he wants part of the winnings or if he, is ho he liked her and thought she was cute. 
if he had a choice, part of the winning, <laughs> <laughs> or this cute girl that he met, what do you think he'd do? Mike. Um, I if it was me, I think I would take the cute girl nine times out of ten. Oh, this guy. This it's bullshit, guy. but that's. It. I would go the other way with that one. <laughs> it depends on how much the tickets for, probably. Um, I, this, I just want to read this little bit from this one from the Oswego Best Buy yesterday. The first sentence just says, um, you had shoulder-length blonde hair and an averagely beautiful body. Oh. <laughs> He's getting laid. He's getting laid with that line. I want to I meet the woman who was like, that's me! <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> Okay, uh, this is at the Gap Outlet in Logan Square. Ooh. I know. So why do some people are like, I love that store. I love the Gap oh, Outlet, you uh -oh. guys. They have really good prices, and their jeans fit me. Okay, but the thing. Um, you were the skinny, red-headed girl looking through the men's section this afternoon around 5 o'clock. I found slash find you to be quite attractive. Perhaps you were shopping for a guy? Dot, dot, question mark. Although I mostly avoided too conspicuous of eye contact, the feedback from my periphery senses and my analysis of our respective movements throughout the room led me to wonder whether the curiosity was mutual. Uh, oh. <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> he's, he's thinking too much. Yeah. That nerd. He's probably getting laid right now, though. <laughs> that guy. Now, I've not been to The Gap in a while. Well, why do not? they do they sell guys at the Gap? And it shows. Oh, burn! <laughs> I'd like to end misconnections as soon as possible. <laughs> we can do that now, I Matt. Mean, I made a joke. That <laughs> no, was no. A, I mean, five he, seconds too late, and meant, then Phil. He was talking about your clothes. <laughs> I think you misunderstood. He meant that you dress poorly. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Let's keep and going. Out of state. No, no. Let's keep going. They, uh, oh, should fashion. we do one more? Hit one more. Okay, Hit one, one more. I mean. One more. Okay. You guys were there. All right, this is from a Starbucks in Deerfield. Thursday around 6 p.m., I was at Starbucks on Waukegan, south of Lake Cook. This is really specific. I saw you taking out the trash. You're a cute, pale, voluptuous, chubby barista with short black hair and cute bangs, piercings, nose ring. You wore a short black skirt and platform boots showing off your very thick, powerful legs. <laughs> I like you that. You are stunning. I was about to talk to you, but you left your shift in a silver white Jeep. I would love to hear from you. What a creepy dude. And then he says, then he says if you know anything about R. Crumb, you fit the bill. Oh. And then there were just three pictures of like I... R. Crumb cartoons. Whoa. Yeah, very specific. But he's a, he's a cartoonist. And he's he into looks... thick, powerful he, legs. And he yeah. drew these women with really thick, powerful No, really, Who he did. He does. Yeah, yeah, I know. I spent yeah. the afternoon looking. I fell into a little bit of a rabbit hole. They're great. And I, I looked at R. Crumb quite a bit today. Um, Phil, do you want to insult Matt again so we can wrap this up? Or just <laughs> tell me he dresses. No? Misconnections, ladies right. and gentlemen. Thank you very much. And that's that's intermission. That's intermission. We got a we got let's call it ten minutes for intermission. Um, oh, did you? Well, there was one quick thing, Matt. Yeah, just one... this is a, just an announcement. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, hey everybody. So since we're. Uh, you know, fondly remembering all these things today, there was something that the cast and I really wanted to fondly remember, and I'd like to ask uh, Kim Lyle to come up on stage for a second. Okay. All right. Kim Lyle, everybody. Yeah. yeah. The lovely Kim Lyle. Yeah. Um, so, 
all of us uh, wanted to declare publicly that it's Kim and Matt's anniversary today. Oh! And, um, and we just wanted to let you guys know that we all kind of look up to you as Aww. relationship role models. Aww, <laughs> Are you being serious? Are you being yes. serious when you say that? Yeah, no, <laughs> it's true. Everybody says, everybody always says, I wish that my mirror, I'm not married. Okay. <laughs> when I do get married, I hope it's like Kim's well, and Matt's. Thank marriage. you. Thank yes. you very much. That's very sweet. So, very sweet. Um, yeah. That's very uh, sweet. So, how, how long has it been, guys? Uh, we've been married nine years. Nice. I was gonna say eight, but it's nine. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So, typical. Typical. Yeah, typical guy. Yeah. Um, so Matt, what's the secret? What's that? What's the big secret? <laughs> what's the secret? Um, what's the you know what's I, the big? I killed a the... guy. Oh, you're talking about the way, uh, why we stay together for so long. Yeah. Communication. That's communication. <laughs> I, let's just stop talking about this and do the intermission thing. Okay. Uh, intermission, all right. all right. Thank you, Mike, for bringing that up. to the show ladies and gentlemen let's let's take a moment to say goodbye and we love you to our old recording team Dominic and Jana they 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 left us for sunny Tempe Arizona oh what a groan what a liberal crowd we got here Godspeed friends and uh, say hello to our new sound engineer John Monteverde yeah John if you need something recorded, John is your guy, and he's a great kisser, ladies. And good looking. <laughs> he wrote that in pen, right? And <laughs> the first act was brought to you by our usual home, Transistor Chicago. Equal parts, art gallery, bookstore, CD and record shop, specialty, audio electronics boutique, and so much more. Check out www.transistorchicago.com. And this show is recorded using microphones from Cam Instruments. Focus, focus on innovative designs, contributing to the advancement of modern music with simple and accessible products at prices as good as they sound. Find out more at kaminstruments.com. Drive. I am here with Jack Miggins, and we want to remind you that today is the last day for giving. Hi there, Heather. Yes, uh, to date we've raised 205 of our $195,000 goal. We'd love to hear from an additional 400 people in the next two minutes. <laughs> I would like to remind you about the pledge pack we're giving away recently, nicknamed the It's Now or Never Pack. Mm -hmm. It contains a bottle opener a button and that fun travel mug that Dan told you all about. That Dan does love a good travel mug. What? What's... 
Oh, hold the phone, Jack. We've just gotten a call from an anonymous member who says that she will match all pledges made during this segment. That's right, Heather. This donor is a huge fan of one of our recurring programs, the hipster soap opera As the World Sighs. Yes, she is such a fan of that show. She says that it helps her relate to her grandkids. Isn't that adorable? That's right, Heather. <laughs> She told us that prior to listening, she had no idea who Animal Collective was or what hashtagging was all about. But just last week, she bought a fedora and took her grandson Ethan skateboarding, followed by PBRs and Jameson shots. She almost died. Oh, <laughs> oh just for her, let's hear a little of As the World Size, shall we? As... Wow, that's such great programming. <laughs> It's social commentary at its finest. Oh, you know, one of my favorite sketches from last season was speaking in tongues from the March show. Oh, let's hear a moment of that. I want to lick your butts. Such an amazing piece of dramatic writing. And, and acting. I believed he wanted to lick their butts. Oh, me too. Okay, so call in those pledges, folks. Jack? Let's check back, check back in with programming. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we, we here at the City Life Supplement, when we started this journey down memory lane, nothing tugged at our little childlike heartstrings. That sounds a little gross. Um, or tickled our little kid funny bones. That's even worse. <laughs> even worse. Um, nothing got to us quite like. Saturday morning cartoons. The ones we used to watch religiously bowed in dazed reverence. But as adults, we now realize that much like any cultist religious belief, those idols of our youth were insane. Pure, <laughs> pure acid trip insanity brainwashing us. So, um, which leads us to our new favorite game. 80s cartoons. Can't make this blank up. Right. Now our contestants today, and they're already up here. They're 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 over uh, yeah overreaching a little bit, guys. I would like to watch you walk down the aisle. No, it's okay. It's okay. Our contestants today, a married couple. It's sort of a theme tonight. Ooh, yikes. Yeah, this could be dangerous. Be careful. Derek Gaspar, give him a big round of applause for coming up here. And uh, his wife, Mary Gaspar. Hey, Derek, where are you from? Boston. Boo! No, I'm kidding. Boston's awesome. Boston's awesome. I'll kick your ass. <laughs> oh, see? He's from Boston. He's clearly from Boston. Uh, Mary, what about you? How did... uh, sweet home Chicago. Nice. Yeah, much, much better. So, Derek, I hear you. I hear you have a unique way of dealing with allergies. Is that right? What, um, I have many obviously, ways. Obviously not. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I hear, Mary, you have several pet squirrels. Is that right? <clears throat> None that anyone knows about. <laughs> Who wrote this shit? Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. People wrote, gave this to me like you answered a question. Okay, the game. We're a funny group. We've got to go in here and some practical jokes live. Um, the game consists of two rounds. Fill in the blank round blank uh, and a lightning round called the oh shit this round is fast round and round round one the rules for round one are simple 
my beautiful, extremely sexy wife, Kim, will read an 80s cartoon description, and you will try to fill in the blank. Kim, what are our categories? And they're right here behind you. Hi, Matt. Our categories are cartoons with addictive theme songs, fluffy animal cartoons, mm. and girl cartoons about holographic rock stars that boys also secretly enjoy. Mm. <laughs> That sounds good. Okay, now we're going to flip a coin to see who goes first. Mary goes first. Pick, it's radio. Uh, pick one of our uh, categories, uh, Mary, and after Kim reads the description, uh, the first one to shout out the correct answer will get 10 points, and I'll be the judge. All right, are you ready? Uh, Mary. Yes, I, I will be going with the girl cartoons that mm. boys secretly enjoyed. Excellent choice, Kim. This cartoon is Jem and the Holograms. Rock star Jem leads her rock group, The Holograms, against their rival band, The Misfits, led by petulant rich girl Pizzazz, with no-nonsense Roxy and kind-hearted, sensitive guitar player Stormer. <laughs> Jerrica Benton, owner and manager of Starlight Music by Day, becomes Jem with the help of a holographic computer commanded by means of remote microprojectors in her blank. Earrings! Earrings is correct! How quickly you chose the topic. I, I knew you were going to have the answer. That's a great idea. All right. Thank you. Um, next, uh, Derek, since, uh, you know, I'm losing. You're losing. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, cartoons with addictive theme song. Mmm, Kim. This cartoon is the Smurfs. Magical little blue creatures that roamed the enchanted forest and lived in mushrooms often had to stave off Gargamel, an evil, bumbling wizard, and his equally evil cat, Azriel, who always had a plan to capture, enslave, or blank the Smurfs in order to steal their magic. Be careful. <laughs> um, cook? Cook and eat is correct. Good job. It was not sex. There was no sex. <laughs> All right. Last, last but not not least, we have cartoons. No, no, we have fluffy animal cartoons. Kim. This cartoon is pandemonium. When an evil alien named Andrago attempt to steal the pyramid of power, the pyramids shatter into many pieces which scatter around the world. Now Mondrago race against two human siblings, Peter and Peggy Darrow, who are accompanied by Chesty, Timothy, and Algernon, three talking blank. Ooh, shout it out. Three talking blank. Koala bears? Okay, the show was called Pandemonium, Derek. <laughs> Pandas. Pandas. And uh, surprisingly, Derek is in the lead. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, all right. Uh, you'll be able to make up some points here, though, Mary, because each question in the lightning round is worth five points. In a real game show, you'd have buzzers for this, but we, um, after a little rambunctious staff game of Taboo, uh, it was in Broken, Chad. Um, oh. it's, it's okay, Chad. You just feel too much. Uh, so... <laughs> So for this round, 
I will ask that our contestants, you guys, buzz in using cartoon exclamations. Derek, Jinkies, try it. Jinkies? Jinkies, yeah. Jinkies. Yeah, there you go. It was in a line reading. Um, and, and Mary, if you will use zoinks. Zoinks! Yeah, so you have to call in. Don't shout out the answer after zoinks and jinkies because then I have to choose who said it first and then I will say your name as quickly as I can think of your name. Okay. okay. All right, ready? More fill in the blank, but the questions come quick. Uh, Eric, give us some quick music. All right. Question one, Denver, the last blank. Now you know, and knowing is blank. Jinx. Zoinks. That's Darren. Half the battle. Yes. Very nice. The Care Bears lived in a faraway place called blank. <laughs> they cared so much. Jinx. Zoinks. Yes, zoinks. Care a lot. That's it. <laughs> Two more. By, by the power of blank. Jinx. Derek. Grayskull. Grayskull. Last but not least, Thundercats. Thundercats. Jinx. Thundercats. Blank. I think oh. Zoinks. Oh. <laughs> Who won? Who won? Derek. Derek won. Derek. As the winner, you get to finish that PBR, buddy. And you get a really fun travel mug! Wow. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for being good sports. About Boston. For the first time in 21 years, Jake Lewis sat on the boathouse bench of the Sunrise Lake campground. He felt strangely at peace, knowing that though they were less than 100 feet away, his wife and kids were safely distracted by a Fruit Ninja tournament on their iPads back in the cabin. As he took it all in, Jake was comforted by everything being the exact way he'd kept it in his mind for the last two decades. The lapping of the waves, the silhouettes of the pine trees against the twilight sky across the lake, the wafting smoke of campfires, even Brian Adams' Everything I Do I Do It For You was playing softly, but not by chance this time. Instead of it coming from a radio a few campsites over, it was on the external speaker of his iPhone. No, ev everything was exactly the way it was 21 years ago, except for one major exception. He wasn't sitting here with Zoe Zimmerman. Oh, Zoe Zimmerman. Zoe had been an amazing girl. Everything you want the daughter of the caretaker of a rustic campground to be. <laughs> Beautiful, tanned, cutoff wearing, and named Zoe for God's sake. Jake remembered the electric uncertainty of his week-long crush and the swelling peace with the universe he'd felt during that final campfire when she asked him to go back to the general store with her to get more s'mores supplies. He remembered the shortcut she had suggested they take and the feeling of her hand grabbing his in the twilight and his realization that she wasn't just steadying herself. He remembered stopping at the boathouse and everything I do playing nearby and him saying that he hadn't seen Robin Hood yet but was going to when he got home. And then she was kissing him. That tender, perfect kiss, her lips slightly moist, 
The taste of chocolate and graham cracker and marshmallows. That kiss that held so much love and promise for the future and against which all future kisses would be measured. When their lips finally parted, he didn't know what else to do but hold her, hold her, and then ask her to hold the flashlight while he climbed up on the bench to immortalize their love in the most binding way he knew how, by carving ZZ plus JL91 into one of the boathouse crossbeams. After that night 21 years ago, Jake never saw Zoe again. He'd left the campground with his family the next day, and soon after that, his family relocated to another part of the state. Jake had never again set foot in the Sunrise Lake campground until this afternoon, when he'd turned the minivan down the dirt road and nonchalantly announced to his wife and kids that, well, this looked like a nice place to stop. As the music changed to the next number on his Zoe playlist, <laughs> the same as a mixtape he'd made but never sent back in 1991. Jake searched in the fading light for his and Zoe's initials. It wasn't easy amongst the jumble of 20 years accumulation of other people's initials, band names, and limericks, but he finally found them. Now with the point of a crude pot leaf jutting across the L in his name. But there it was, ZZ plus JL91. Just as their initials were etched into the wood of the boathouse, so too was the thought of what might have been etched into Jake's mind. More and more deeply in the last couple of years as his kids grew noisier and his wife's haircuts became more sensible. <laughs> what would have happened if his 12-year-old self had stood up to his parents 21 years ago and refused to get into the car? What if he hadn't resisted the wishes of the universe and instead stayed behind with Zoe? sharing a cabin and a life and kisses that tasted like s'mores. Jake lay back on the bench and looked up at the ceiling of the boathouse, wondering where Zoe was now, wondering if he could find her, wondering if she had a sensible haircut. He bet she didn't. As he imagined hitting the reset button on his life, Jake's eyes fell across another carving in the ceiling with a familiar set of initials, ZZ and RF95. Well, well, those initials were unique, but they surely belonged to someone else. Uh, a, a Zola Zin, probably. Or a Zerlinda Zapato. <laughs> if they even belonged to a girl, just as likely they represented a, a Zane or a Zed Zapadopoulos. <laughs> just as Jake was about to talk himself back into his daydream, he was yanked back out of it by another carving with the same initials this time in a heart, ZZ plus HH98. Amazing that such a tiny campground in such a remote corner of Wisconsin could host so many kids with that same unlikely set of initials. <laughs> with a sinking feeling in his stomach, Jake began searching the boathouse for more carvings bearing a ZZ. Now that he was looking for them, he found them way too easily. They were everywhere. ZZ and AS94. ZZ Hearts TH97. The most recent he could find was a ZZ and GT Forever from 1999. After several more minutes of heartbreaking search, Jake wasn't sure what was more shattering. Seeing the ZZ and QL91, his brother Quentin's initials from the same year as, <laughs> the same year as Jake's kiss with Zoe, 
or the one from 1996, ZZ plus LD plus BJ. <laughs> Either way, he analyzed that last set. It wasn't good. <laughs> After several moments bowing his head, Jake looked up and around at his surroundings. He wasn't sure if he'd changed in the last few minutes or if they had or if they had always been like this and he had just glossed over them in his memory. But the sound of the lapping of the waves on the shore was now less noticeable against the sound of an RV generator and a radio playing a conservative talk show host somewhere in the campground. The smell of campfires now had a strong undertone of porta potties and lighter fluid. A boys to men ballad started playing on Jake's iPhone. <laughs> he listened for a second, then strongly disagreeing with the song's premise, deleted the entire Zoe playlist. After sending a short text message to his brother, Quentin, <laughs> and opening his Fruit Ninja app, Jake stood up from the bench, brushed himself off, and started back towards the cabin. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Campbell, one more time.
Thank you, Matt. Thank you. So, Matt Campbell, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's, what, that's what you call the bomb, I think. The bomb. The bomb. Hey, uh, so, and also something about Matt Campbell. He's got some CDs with him tonight. So if you, after the show, track him down and buy like five or six. It's the soundtrack to my life, so it should be yours too. So, all right. And now, the exciting conclusion of As the World Sighs. As the World Sighs. Oh, God. Justin, I'm so glad you're safe. WTF, Shay, you are about to marry my douchey evil twin, Dustin. But I thought he was you. He's wearing an Ed Hardy shirt. And drinking a Bud Light. And caring about things. I'm sorry, babe. F your apology, kid. I might have been able to forgive this Dustin BS, but you also slept with my BFF bandmate, Carlo. Doesn't my band Helvetica? Doesn't that mean anything to you? I decay, Justin. I was confused. Well, then I guess we're over. L-8-R. <laughs> Me means, means later. Oh, Justin, there's something I should tell you. Something I haven't been completely honest about. I'm, I'm pregnant. Next time on As the World Sighs, will Justin forgive Shay and be a father to her baby? ADK Shay, breeding is just a little mainstream for me right now. <laughs> will Carlo be tried for Bryn's murder? Hashtag YOLO. Will Bryn make friends in the afterlife? OMG, you ghosts are such conformists. You wouldn't know originality if it shot you in the head while you were trying to kidnap someone. <laughs> I'm gonna haunt the fuck out of you, Carlo. As the to do laundry this weekend. Uh, we can play another hand, see if you can win yourself a load of whites. Yeah, no, thanks, Harry. You know, I'm just glad we're not playing for peanut butter cups anymore like yeah. we used to. Not sure my waistline could take it. Ah, Bob, you're so bad at poker, you wouldn't have to worry about it anyway. Ah, shut up. Ah, you shut up. <laughs> How's the kiddo? How's Janie? Ah, uh, you know, she's fine. Uh, she'll be home in a minute. Uh, She's doing some art thing or another tonight. Uh, hmm. Some new club thing at the school about taking pictures. Taking uh, pictures? Like like on a cell phone? 
of kids lying on stuff and pretending to be owls and whatnot? They, they got a club for that? No, no. Uh, she's gotten into picture taking, like, uh, like art picture taking. Because you know, that's a thing that kids do today. I, I read about it. They take pictures of each other doing stuff, you know, weird stuff, like, like uh, acting like pieces of wood and all. And they take them on their cell phones and they make them look all old-timey and then they paste them on the Facebook board. Huh. Yeah. Uh, nope, this is uh, something different. This is some sort of art thing. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I let her use Linda's old camera. An old 35 mil. Yeah. Yeah. How's Janie doing then? Uh, not too bad. Not, not too bad, you know. Yeah. yeah. 15 years old and all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 15, so. <laughs> you know, it's a. Uh, it's something. Yeah. I, I try to I try to ask her the right questions, but I, I'm I'm not so good at that stuff. Her mother would have. Anyway. Yeah. But, but she'll be along soon. You want another beer? Uh, yeah, yeah. Get another one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whoa! There she is. Hey, Janie. <laughs> hey. Say hello to your uncle too. Hey, Uncle Bob. Hey, Janie. You shower today? What? Did you shower today? <laughs> I'm just saying, if you did, you didn't do a good job because you got something behind your ear there. Uncle Bob. Whoa, what's this? A quarter? <laughs> hey, see if there's seven more back there. You can make the load of laundry. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Here you go, Janie. That's yours. Thank you. Hey, how was your art thing? Fine, I guess. Uh, you, you you take any uh any cool pictures of anything uh, anything cool or anybody cool? I guess not. Not really. No. Uh, well, you, you you learn anything? Sort of, I guess. Hey, you want to come sit down? Tell your dad and me about what you took your cool pictures of. I don't know. <laughs> She doesn't know? Uh, she, she doesn't know a lot of the time about stuff. <laughs> well, at, at least tell us about the, the teacher that taught you guys. Uh, is she gonna be good at this club? The teacher is a man. A man picture taker? <laughs> yeah. Huh. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, well, well, um... Well, what, what, what's he like? The, uh, the teacher, uh, picture taker, uh, guy. I don't know. She doesn't know, Pam. He's pretty cool, I guess. He's like young and stuff. And he teaches my study hall, too. Oh! Oh, so, so he already knows you. Well, that's nice. No, he doesn't know me. Well, well but from study hall. Well, he doesn't know who I am. He doesn't even know I exist. Huh. Well, what do you mean he doesn't know you exist? You, you feel like that he's not treating you fair? Because I'll go down to the school no, on my day off. No, Dad, he doesn't treat me fair or unfair because he doesn't even know I'm alive. Well, now what does that mean? Uh, some sort of phrase or other? It's not a phrase, okay? He doesn't know I exist, and even if he did, it wouldn't matter because I'm such a loser anyway, and he's so cool, and why would he notice me anyway? It's fine, except it's not fine because I love him. What? <gasps> okay. I love him, okay? 
Okay. Yep. Oh, okay there. Fifteen. Oh, Jesus. It passes. Sit tight. I thought it passes. Oh, this is a long one. Hey, hey, Janie, what's that behind your ear? Not now, Bob. <laughs> it's so stupid. He's like, he's old. He's old, too, but I love him. I do. Well, sweetheart. I love I... him, Dad. I'm never going to love anyone like I love Mr. Rosenberg. Rosenberg? Bob. I'm just saying, they don't have any Catholic man picture taker teachers. I mean, come on. valuable information here. Could be about drugs, or things. I'm be a loser my whole life. I, I never find anybody and I, I don't see the point. I got nothing. Janie, Janie, honey. No, just... no, Daddy, don't get it. I don't want to know. Okay, that time I got no and pie. I, no, I don't think she said. Janie, do you? want some pie? <laughs> Do you want some pie? <laughs> I don't think she wants pie. Janie, sweetheart? Dad, don't try to make me feel better because I'm never going to feel better anyway. Whoa, she's back. I'm not trying to make you feel better, hon. I just want you to calm down. I don't want to calm down. I want to die. Janie! She wants to die? Bob? She said she wants to die, Harry! I know, Bob! Jesus, and here I am offering her pie. What kind of uncle am I? My God! Janie, honey, just just take a take a deep breath. At a girl. Come on now. I feel so stupid. No, honey, you're not stupid. You're just you know, it's hard. Being 15, everything feels just more. I feel so dumb. You feel dumb? Jesus, pie. <laughs> You're not dumb, kiddo. Dad, does it ever get better, like ever? Like is life ever anything other than like total torture? It gets better. It's still hard. It's hard in a different way. You, you feel less just Less. You feel less. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, I guess. Okay. Thanks, Daddy. You bet. <laughs> uh, Bob? I'm sorry. Uncle Bob. He's so beautiful. What? He's so beautiful. What's he saying? It's so beautiful, I want to die. Uncle Bob, stop. Okay, come, come, come on, bud. Hey, 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 you, 
you want to go get some pie? Pie? Okay. Will you drive? Always be a friend if you never become an individual. You can't submit to the boot camp, conform, default your own existence. Persevere to appear the quality of the children's fear of nothingness in your fail that benefact the censure. Assonance embrace me here, callous words I didn't hear. Meddling expenditure that undermine the death I'm near. Thank God I'm an atheist. I control my own destiny I'm true to the only one who can make me succeed The only problem is I'm losing my faith in myself I'm losing my faith in myself Losing my faith in myself Losing my faith in myself Take it, Eric Embrace our morality The world antithesize equality People only like it cause they're scared What happens when the playing field is fair Normlessly substitute for genius Conformity the key to our success Instill a fear of hell only to live in it Reward yourself with boredom, hypocrisy Sell out your worth, you are an angel Remember to deceive yourself and never be As much as me. Uh, I'm Allison Tolman. I am back with one of our City Life Supplement musicians, Mr. Phil Garno. Good hey. job, Phil. What's up, Allison? How Hi. is the uh, pledge drive going, by the way? Uh, well, Phil, mathematically speaking, we are four one thousandths of the way there. So that's wow. Good. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, we only have about ten more minutes to raise one hundred and ninety-four thousand seven hundred and ninety dollars. So maybe you could pick up the phones. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. How do we lose $5 since we last checked? That is weird. Phil, are you eating a Subway sandwich? Mmm. Five, five dollar, five dollar foot long. Jesus Christ, Phil. <laughs> That's amazing. Good God. Um, it's a very good sandwich, though. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. <laughs> Again, I just wanted to remind you all of the special pledge pack, which I think we've just renamed the You're Our Only Hope for Survival pack. Um, Phil, why don't you uh, do your part and remind everybody what's in that? Hmm, last Wednesday's Red Eye, uh, an AOL free trial CD, and a, uh, a coupon ooh, for sports clips. Thanks, thanks, Phil. 
I'm sure that's not free shit all of us could get. I'm drunk. I'm sorry. <laughs> all righty. Well, I think that just about wraps up our pledge drive for this year. We were just a scotch short of our goal, but you know what? We'll get them next year. We could, uh, you know, try a celebrity car wash. Ooh, I, good I, idea. I'm pretty sure I'm Facebook friends with the lady who played a pharmacist on Boss. Ooh. Meatball was a bad choice. Oh, Phil. <laughs> oh, Phil. Oh. I'll rub Phil's tummy in a bit, but before we let the whole night get away from us, let's talk to Chad Spear, our beloved Foley artist and announcer. Chad, Chad. Now, Chad is a highly regarded solo performer around town, uh, and he has a show coming up next month, and we thought we'd just give him a moment to plug the show. So go for it, Chad. Thanks, Matt. Fridays and Saturday nights this month at the Apollo Studio, you can catch me in my new one-man show titled Can I Eat $100 Worth of Sweet Tarts in an Hour? Huh. Time out, raves. If you like seeing a man eating sweet tarts for half an hour and then throwing up for half an hour, you might like this show. Wow, that... Do you know what rave means? No idea. <laughs> I didn't think so. <sighs> Thanks, Chad. You're welcome, Matt. Anyway. Um... Ding dong. Oh, that is our doorbell. That's the, that's the City Life Supplement doorbell. So somebody's here, so I'm just going to walk on over to the door, see who could be here, and I'm just going to open it like this with my hand. Oh, my goodness! Hey, it's Rick Richwald, ladies and gentlemen. Hey! I'm back, baby! Hey, Rick! Oh, I missed you, America! And you too, Matt. Don't worry, I didn't forget about you, uh -huh. baby. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Great to see you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, Rick. Great to see you, folks. So, Rick here is visiting us from Rhinelander, Wisconsin. From the shores of the Great Boom Lake, Wisconsin! Does anybody else know that song? I don't think so. Okay. Probably not. Well, keep on going, Matt. Okay, well, no problem, buddy. Okay. Now, now, back in January, Rick came into town for a conference. Yes, sir. Took a wrong exit off the highway and got lost. I'm lost in the city. Mm-hmm. That's me. I'm the guy who's lost in the city all the time. <laughs> Where am I going? I don't know. <laughs> so, we keep on. Sorry. Oh, okay. I'm just so damn happy to be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now... We're glad to see you too, Rick. So um, now to quickly sum up, you've been lost wandering Chicago for nine months, mm -hmm. all while trying to find your way back to the Red Roof Inn. Where is it? Where his, where his wife, Madge, and children have been waiting for him, okay? And I miss the hell out of those guys. A lot. I bet. I miss my wife a lot. I'm sure you do. Now the Red Roof Inn is on. 162 East Ontario Street, okay. Chicago, Illinois, 60611. Any cab driver can take you there at any time. Okay, people... Uh, okay, I'm remembering that address. It's locked now in my memory bank. <laughs> well, I can write I it down. I will not forget that. I will write it down for you. Don't... Oh, don't worry. That's okay. I think I got it. 166 West Bonbario, Lepago, Billaboy, 60510... I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Or am I? I don't know anymore. Yeah. Crazy. Now, we, we will figure out together, Rick. 
We'll do that together. But for now, uh, welcome back to the show. Hey, you, welcome man. back. Thank you. Uh, Rick, uh, it's, man, it's great to see you. Uh, Yahoo, man. Oh, I'm so glad to see you too, man. <laughs> oh, hey. Careful, Great careful. to be back on your kids' playtime show that's make-believe just for little kids and children. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's for grown-ups. My thoughts and opinions back on the air again, as they ought to be. Yeah. I got to spread my message, you know? Okay, what is your message, Rick? I'll bite. Strive to be as open to the life as the mouth of the hungry chick in the nest. All right, I'm, I'm hey, tracking Bryce, you. Yeah, no, just this morning, I helped a snake give birth to a hundred squeakly little mud puppies. <laughs> and that would have never happened if I would have been like all the other people at the zoo, standing there, arms crossed, no, I will not go into the snake pit. Or the zoo guys shouting at me, don't go in there, you'll hurt her. I mean, I'm laying there, I'm covered in this snake's amniotic fluid. I'm laughing my butt off. The snakes are crawling all over me. I'm having a ball, you know? I just got out of jail an hour ago. How many guys can say that? Take the plunge. Yeah, yeah, my man. Now, I do admire this about you, is how much you truly live each moment. That is yes. great. I love that. Yeah, take nothing for yeah. granted, dude. Every moment is full of magic. If you can shut off that part of your brain that mm. tells you, Rick, you look like a dingleberry right now. <laughs> yeah. Amen to that. I've got that, too. So, so Rick, uh, now, I don't know if you heard, uh, but this month, our show is all about nostalgia. Well, I can tell you what the hell I'm not nostalgic for. What's that? That robbery of a football game on Monday oh night. Boy. Unbelievable. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. Big Packers fan. Aaron Rodgers works too hard. He deserves better treatment than that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a wild game. That don't even scratch the fucking surface, man. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Anyways, as it so happens, I've also got some of my old journals with me from when I was a kid. <laughs> wow, that's really weird. <laughs> We've been doing that all night. Okay, yeah. well, that's great. Um, do you mind? Yo, oh, please, Thank by you. all means. Um, the Life and Times of Rick Richwald, Volume 1. <clears throat> my goodness, I am getting so frustrated today. I'm thirsty. Can't find my baba anywhere. Where in the hell? Did I, did I throw it? Did I hide it under some blankets? Why can't I remember? Am I pooping right now? <laughs> I am. Of course, no baba and a diaper full of my own shits. Oh, God, I remember that day, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Rick. How, how, old, how, old, how old were you when you wrote that, Rick? I was one. Okay. Okay. Oh, here's a good one. Here we go. This, I was a little older. Uh-huh. How does a boy know if a girl likes him bad? Oh, oh no. Oh. I want to ask Margaret to the midsummer hog boil. <laughs> but, that was, that was like that... a big dance and social for all the kids in Rhinelander. Uh-huh. And? And, uh, and you boiled the hog. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. God, she's awesome. When she sang that Joni Mitchell song at the talent showcase, I cried into my sweater. Oh. Meanwhile, I did the same stupid trick I do every year. That was where I'd come on stage wearing a bunch of my dad's shirts, mm -hmm. and then as fast as I can, I take them off and iron them, and then I hang them back up in order of their color. All right. Well, so okay. then at the end, you have a nice rack of clothes in color order. <laughs> okay. Sure, yeah. You get it? Yeah, uh, well. Well, what was cool is I could, how fast I could, I mean, I could do it kind of fast. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, she is so smart. 
and beautiful and cool and amazing, mm. and she has such cool, attentive breasts. <laughs> Someday I'm going to marry her. Oh. oh. Cool breasts. That's good. Yeah. So that was Madge, right? Yeah, that's yeah. my Madge. Aww. You bet your butt, man. Best damn choice I ever made. Mm. Someday, mark my words, I'm going to find that red roof in and plant the biggest kiss on that lady that this city ever saw. Nice. Yeah. I hope I'm there to join in. What? No, no. Uh, do, do you have any entries? Other entries that you would like to... Yeah, like one from more recently, maybe? Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Okay, well, here's one from earlier today. (laughs) This jail cell is cold as hell. I can't believe people are so sensitive about zoo rules. Why is it people rules at the animal house? I think that snake was glad that I was in there with her since the deadbeat snake dad was napping in the sawdust. Man, I can't wait until tonight when I get to go to City Life. Oh my goodness, Rick! It really says that. Oh, that's nice. I wrote a poem too, you wanna hear that? Uh, uh, of course, yeah. Roses are black, violets are black. Oh my God, I've gone blind. Touchdown Seattle. Oh, I mean, no. did you see that ball? No. I guess the rules don't matter anymore. <laughs> I am, with, I, am, I am with you, Rick. It was, that was BS. Yeah, BS. This is the end of days, man. <laughs> the Armageddon's upon us. You might want to relax just a little bit. Uh, okay, folks. Um, we're going to give Rick a shot, calm him down. And um, that's what we got time for tonight. So thanks for coming Thank by, you, Rick. Thank you, Matt. Stick around. I'll drive you to the... Drive you. Well, what was it... What was it that we learned tonight, I wonder? That there ain't no place for replacement refs. (laughs) Yeah, there's that. And we learned that the filter of memory is part of the human condition we all struggle with. And people in the the future will learn by suppository. We learned that too. We discovered that for every sentimental, nostalgic moment that we long for, we have three that we are totally embarrassed by. I know that someday, though, I'll look back on nights like this with a nostalgic yearning for the good old days. Good night. It's all been done before. I don't need this guitar. I'll just show this horse But I'm about to even the score If you were looking for something new I got some mighty fine news for you world is what it is and we're all screwed <laughs>